Ah, welcome back, listener. I see you survived the clownclusion of our circus arc. Now, come a little closer to the campfire. Rest your weary head. But be careful not to doze off. There's things in these woods that really suck. <laughs> it's oops. All necromancers. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and with me at the table are Bug, Finny, Seder Druid, running from the circus so the ominous science guy doesn't murk us. Wow. <clears throat> that was an extensive one. C, Madam L, half-elf bard, and begrudging helper of grieving ghosts. And Bree. Soren Dahl, hobgoblin necromancer, cairn coin collector. Fantastic. And now, before we get to the recap, is there anything that anyone wants to plug? Not so much plug, but I do have a public service announcement. Oh. Oh. Now, as we are releasing this, this is the beginning of November. And you may have been told that November marks the end of spooky season. Wrong. We are here to tell you that this does not have to be the case. This is true. Spooky season lives on in all of us. It lives on in your heart. No, well, mostly in the bones and like the 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 ectoplasm. You know, your goose and your your gunk. Your dark, shadowy core. Right down your in eye there. jelly, <laughs> especially there. <laughs> yeah. And this has been, I think, a public service <laughs> announcement. It absolutely has. I don't know how we service the public, but God damn it, we sure did it, we huh? We service the goths. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess it's a well, more of a that's a GSA, GSA yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Gay Straight Alliance. <laughs> I do have one other thing to mention. As a uh, ritual at the end of our episodes, during our outros, we are going to start listing our Patreons. It's the least we can do for their support. Yes! Thank you, everyone. Remember, for one small token of coin of a month, you can... Give us one small coin of token of a month. Right. Blessed be the coin. Correct. <laughs> Blessed be the coin. Uh, also going to plug a taco slop. Taco slop. <laughs> it's what's for lunch. Okay. So with the PSA, GSA, what have you, and uh, taco slop promo out of the way, let's uh, get into the recap, shall we? Mm-hmm. So, last time in JJ's horrid little mansion, things reached a climax. You all entered into a battle to the death with JJ, Bebo the Barlgura, and various clowns. Soren did what he does best and disappeared from the action, while El handily shut down JJ with some clever area denial. Finny freed Groon, who went toe-to-toe with Bebo. After a heated battle that included a lion, you all emerged victorious from the mysterious door in JJ's wagon. After a discussion with Buzzwhip about the future of the circus, it was decided that it would be safest for all involved if you struck out on your own, and that's where we are now.
you guys split paths, made your way out of Gershjell and across a bridge across the Blackfall River, mm-hmm. and you are now in Lady Anastasia Erzbit's lands uh, that borders Meft Hills. And so you guys have been traveling for about a day, uh, just sort of through a winding trail barely large enough for wagons. Like, it's not a paved road or anything. It's just a packed dirt road. And, yeah, we are approaching evening time after a long day of traveling in which I think Grun has probably tried to make small talk with you, Soren, but you just, you don't really have any common interests. <laughs> like, he's definitely brought up, like, hunting techniques or something, and you've just been like, yeah, I don't know anything about that. And he's been like, oh. It's like when someone tries to talk to me about sports. <laughs> and then yeah. you try to talk about accounting, and he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, I, I I, don't really know what numbers are, so... I mean, I get it. You know, one, two, three, but what the fuck is a division? <laughs> but anyway, you guys have set up a campfire in a small clearing on the edge of Lady Anastasia Erzbit's lands. You can hear the rushing waters of the Blackfall in the distance, and, you know, usual sounds of the forest, like an owl hooting somewhere, wolves howling. Oh, I appreciate the sound descriptions. It makes my life so much easier. Sincerely. Here, I'm proud of this one. The wind is gently brushing through the fronds of the evergreens. Ah. There's a nice gentle sizzle from uh, the fire as rivulets of fat drip from the boar that Grun has spiked over the fire. Wow. And... He sort of looks up from tending to the fire and this nearly cooked boar and says, So, what now? Well, this wasn't my idea, so I don't know. It wasn't mine either. We all look at Soren. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what gives you the impression I had a plan. Well, I mean, maybe it's because you kind of um, made us come to this... I don't even know where we are. We're in Lady Erzbit's land, um, and we are moving away from Meftil. Outside of that, I don't really care where we go as long as it's not any closer. So, we just gonna run, or...? That seems good to me, yes. Where are we running to? Doesn't matter. Away. Well, we can't just run away forever or else we're gonna go in like a big uh circle and yeah, then yeah eventually we'll you know fall off the face of Tethmir. so uh Grun that's actually not uh that's are not you how it... certain I'm, I, I I'm promise, sure I have seen some maps there's been a lot of uh actually like scientific advancements like what I, is this science you speak of well, it took me a long while to understand it, too, but I promise, I know that we're not going to fall off. You're right, you're right. We'll probably just walk to the other side of the cube, huh? <laughs> uh, sure. He's, he's getting there. Um, yeah, Tethmir's a big cube. You all knew that, right? <laughs> Narrator's note, Tethmir is not, in fact, a big cube. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it myself, so... So we're going to space, right? <laughs> How do you know what space is, but you don't know what... Shape? Yeah, there's there's gaps in my education we don't really need to delve into. 
Well, since everyone seems to be, um, inclined that we have a plan from here, why don't you come up with one? So if we are simply running away, there's two questions that I have. The first is, away, well, what's on the other side of this Lady Anastasia Erzbit's land? Uh, can I roll to see if I know? Yeah, give me a history check. Okay. Do I get advantage because we have a map? Oh, wait, you have a map? Yeah. Oh, then you don't, you don't fucking need to roll. You have a map. But I got a 20. Well, you, <laughs> you, 25. Big you look, you look at the annotations and you realize how this map is scaled and you just, you figure it out so right. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> okay, so what's on the other side? Uh, Some sort of mountain range. Um, It looks like if you guys head far enough to the east, which is the way you guys headed from mm -hmm. uh, Meftils, you headed to the east across the Black Fall, mm -hmm. that eventually you will hit uh, some sort of mountain range, which is not really explored. And there's just sort of a, not like a here there be dragons, but it's like clearly not a point of interest. There's no one living there as far as whoever made this map knows. And then eventually we'll end up in the Alab Wastes. Okay. The northern region of it, which I don't know, I guess technically that, what would a cold desert be? That's a tundra, right? Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Pretty yeah, much. good enough. Uh, so yeah, you'd end up in some sort of uh, tundra. Uh, Lady Anastasia's lands are kind of the eastern borderlands. Okay. Of Nathraxil. Okay. Um, if we continue east as we have been, um, well, uh, there's a mountain range in the way, but uh, after that, um, I mean, we get to the Alab Wastes. The Alab Wastes, that's great. That's absolutely where we want to go, hmm? I, there's nobody there. What is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is, Oz. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, it's magically irradiated wasteland. Oh, okay. Oh, awful. Perhaps the only place worse than Nithraxil, the Alab Wastes. You you all keep using this term, and I simply do not know what you're talking about. It's okay, Groon. I don't know what they're talking about either, it's, but apparently it's bad. It's, who's Alab, and why are they his wastes? Is he... Is, he, is it just a bunch does, of shit? Does he need a toilet? I couldn't tell you the origin of the name. Um... Any documentation of that has... No, surely it's been lost to time, as it was named 4,000 years ago. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, yes. That wasn't Groot actually saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not quite a hellscape, but... Correct, I believe that is south of us. We don't have to stay there. Do you plan to cross the wastes? Because if we're not staying there, then we head back west and we end back up here. This is how travel works, Sword. I know, but... <clears throat> Do we... We don't even know that we're going to be followed. This is true. I learned this word from the bigger kids, so I'm gonna ask you now, what is the end game? <laughs> I heard there was a play about that once. Not a very good one. Real flashy, but no substance. <laughs> Whole bunch of wizards just jacking their dicks off at each other, what I heard. <laughs> 
something about snaps and dust or something. Don't at me. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, what's the goal? Because, I mean, I know you guys are adults and stuff, but I have a family. I can't just spend my life in some sort of poop land. I, for one, agree with the child. We should not spend our time in poop land. (laughs) Hey, I just got out of circus enslavement, so, like, really, it's... Anything's better than that. Well, you're gonna take... Yeah, you're gonna take this poor dwarf who was frozen in ice and then locked in a cage, and the first place you're gonna take him is the poop land? I was, in fact, an icicle for a long period of time. This is correct. It's... I mean, it depends on your perspective. I mean, it could be, you know, um, uh, a, a, um, a grand adventure of uh, some sort. <laughs> um, Mr. Soren, give me that map. Uh, Madame no, is going to <laughs> is going to take the map from Soren. Okay, give me a. Uh, let's do. Are you guys actually fighting about it? Um, I'm gonna hold on to it. Kind of firmly, but if Madame L pulls on it, I'll let go. Yeah, Madame L's trying to take it from you. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just do an opposed strength check? Let's see. Let's see how this goes. Oh, Maybe God. you tear the map. Who knows? No! Where's my d20? Okay. Madame L got a 14 minus 1. I got a 13. 17 plus 0, 17. Yeah, Soren, you tear off a corner of the aloe wastes. Oh, no. Madame L wants to see... So, like, when we're talking about this this mountain range and the waste, mm-hmm. like, if we hit that mountain range and then went south, what would be there? Uh, you would end up trailing along the border of um, Lady Erzbit's lands, mm-hmm. and eventually you would cross through that into... Uh, kind of a corner of Meftil's lands, like his or the southern border lands, and then eventually you get back to Helvetir. The Alawais borders the entire eastern side of this map. I should say that this map just shows... It does not show anything past the Alawais, like it doesn't extend that far. Mm-hmm. It shows Nathraxil, Helvetir, uh, part of the Thielmeric Expanse is the western border, and part of the Alawais is the eastern border. Alright, so see here, it's if we are absolutely refusing to travel west, and west seems to be the only way in which we are truly safe in the Thalmeric expanse, for as safe can, as that can be, then why not travel east to these mountains and then skirt them downward? We have to cross back into whoever this Meftil is, into his <laughs> lands, but that's only for a brief period of time, and I can't imagine that that the eastern border is particularly secure since most of the military presence, I am told, is on the western border with Helvetir. Benny gets Wallace and Thaddeus out of his cloak and puts them on his lap and says, what do you two think? They both look up, look up at you and start chittering, and they seem to be arguing opposite points <laughs> and then they just start sort of they don't wear shirts but they do that thing where it looks like they're pushing up their sleeves and then they like square up for fisticuffs 
and then start wrestling. Oh, God. And it quickly devolves into a sort of biting wrestling match. Not again. Yeah. You get basically nothing out of them. (sighs) Uh, For the record, uh, Thaddeus thinks that you should head to a Thilmeric Expanse, and Wallace is not particularly concerned about the Allop Wastes or Helveteer. (laughs) Helveteer is where home is, technically, so. Uh Uh-huh. I wasn't suggesting we have to stay wherever we go, but we shouldn't go anywhere near Helvetir for some time, at least until things maybe settle down. Um, might take a couple years, but... Years! But maybe, maybe not, but... Yeah, come on, Sorm, you know, I've only got another century or two left in me. And he just sort of <clears throat> gives you a wink, like kids, am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Killing JJ, while probably necessary. And funny. And funny. <laughs> we do a f- lot of funny murders, huh? <laughs> I suppose, um, but... Weird, almost like there's some sort of cosmic narrator. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very strange philosophy, Groon. I'd like to... I certainly do. I certainly do. <laughs> Uh, but, oh, Oz, I forgot to plug my la- the laptop in. Oh, seems like Soren had to suddenly take a shit in the woods. <laughs> you know how he's a little pee-pee boy, I've heard him say. <laughs> yes, oh, he's yeah. saying that all the time. I don't know why. Just the pissiest piss boy. What does that man drink? Piss. I've never seen anyone piss as much as he does. <laughs> he, drinks, he drinks piss. I don't think he does that. I'm going to put my foot down here and say that maybe he doesn't drink piss. Okay, laptop's plugged in. Welcome back, little pee-pee boy. <laughs> <laughs> How is your tinkle time out in the woods there? It was fine. Why are you so interested? Y'all, this is all useless audio. We gotta stop this. <laughs> I know. Okay, um, sorry. Uh, but by killing JJ, we may have attracted the attention... Of someone who's... He's not the type of person you want to even know you exist. Who, who is he to you? You speak about him with a little more familiarity than you do with Lady Ersbit. He has a reputation. Yeah, say, uh, exactly how impervious to glaives is he? Well, considering the last time I saw him, he was completely eviscerated. Um... I would say potentially very. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I can really go beyond evisceration, so Yeah, that's kind of the cap there. Did did they look at the letter like the missives that I snatched from JJ? I don't know. It depends on if you showed them. I don't think so because Madame L was focused on gathering the treasure, uh, for lack of a better yeah. word. I'm also trying to decide if I just want to flat out lie to y'all. <laughs> you certainly can. I'm really bad at it, but... I would say technically they should have got insight checks against your um, absolute lie about Meftil. I don't know Meftil, like, personally. We're not buds. You know more of him than you let on, but that's well, fine. Yeah, that's I mean, we haven't progressed past that point in reality, so... <laughs> this is true. Finny has been leaning closer and closer to Soren. Okay, wow. Hello. Just really close. Um, I can feel you breathing on my face. Yeah, um, well, you know what I can do? 
Uh, you are a very talented f person. I can smell your lies. Mm, I think that's just how it smells here. I know you've been keeping secrets from me. Groon turns to Wallace and makes a chittering noise, and Wallace chitters back. Well, yes, I have told you I am keeping secrets from you because they are the type of secrets that get people killed. I am trying to not die, and I'm trying to keep all of you from dying. No, really, can the kid do that? Because that's, that's crazy. It seems to me like we would perhaps be better at not dying if we knew the whole truth. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think Finally, is what Finnegan is trying to say. Okay, so so neither of you are keeping any secrets either. I, I'm, I, I don't have any secrets. Ask me anything. Ask me anything. Go, okay, right now. Do. Okay, Finny wasn't a, a good example. Can you actually smell lies? Don't lie to me now. I might be exaggerating a little bit. But when people sweat so much, there has to be a reason. I think he's just a sweaty boy. I don't know what to tell you, kid. No, no, no one sweats that much for no reason. <laughs> okay, well, fair point. Finny is still really close to you. So, anyone want some ore? Yes. It's ready. Also, I, <laughs> the truth. A heaping helping truth with the book. I'm just going to shut up now. And Gruen goes to slicing bits off the boar and uh, slapping them onto leaves for you. Okay, if we're going to have um, a heaping helping of truth. And boar. Don't forget the boar. And, and boar. Um, I expect not to be the only one bringing a dish to the table. Whoa, this guy's good at analogies. I'm, uh, so, and then I'm looking at Madame Elf. What? You know my situation just as well as anyone else. I think you're hiding a rather particular piece of jewelry. Finny turns his intense stare to Madame L and sniffs at her and says, You got secrets, Madame L? You know, there's not many um, rings like that made. They only go to very important people with very important families. So if... I'm going to be revisiting one of the worst experiences of my life. I expect to get something out of it. Yes, and what are you going to do with that something? I think that's where this situation differs, Mr. Soren. So it's not relevant. It doesn't have anything to do with why you were so eager to leave Helvetir, why you were kind enough to accept me into your employ, I guess. Your employ is the sticking point here, isn't it? You want to know things about me? Well, where do those go, Mr. Soren? What happens when you know things about me? I could tell Finnegan or Gruen anything, but can you not see the, the problem here? And it's the precisely the same reason I'm not necessarily inclined to share with the class. Finney's just staring back and forth, eating. Like, I imagine that how, how the fire pit is arranged is that um, Finney and Groon are across from each other, mm -hmm. and Madame L and Soren are across from each other. Mm -hmm. And so Groon and I are just looking at each other, looking back and forth from Madame L to Soren while eating our meat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> just quietly having a meal while an argument occurs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, same old, same old. <laughs> uh, Mr. Soren, I understand that there are some things that you will not share. The same is true for me, but perhaps it is a little bit unfair to our companions that they do not know the circumstances of our... What would you call this? Arrangement. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'll be real with you. I'm really not sure why you do or even in the same hemisphere as each other. We've been together for a while now, and Soren just said it might be years, um, and I am just a teen, and, well, away from my family and home for the very, very, very first time. And I can't lie, I won't lie, sometimes I do cry myself to sleep in the back of the the wagon. Is that what that noise was? Yeah. I thought one of the horses was just coughing real weird. I don't know. Nope. No, sorry. Yeah, that's me. Swear it was Buttercup, too. Maybe it wouldn't be so hard if I knew why most of this is happening. Because, like, I know the thing about the guards. We killed the guards. It's my fault. I'm sorry. But there seems to be a lot of other things going on, and I'd really love to know what it is. Well, the guards were completely independent of anything else. It was it was happenstance, really. I don't think you should blame yourself, Finnegan. Wait, you guys killed some guards? Hell yeah. Hey, Gab. <laughs> All guards are bastards. <laughs> yeah, I tried to steal a sword <laughs> from some fancy man. Hell yeah, man. Stealing's cool. <laughs> See, I knew it. Madam... You know, um, my personal restrictions on the matter, but as long as you don't believe there will be any collateral damage by releasing this information into the open, I won't stop you. I don't know anything about collateral damage, really, at this point. Um... Finny looks impatiently at Madame L, closer and closer as he shoves boar meat into his mouth. (laughs) (sighs) It's actually pretty gross, so you probably want to say something before he gets boar meat spit all over your face. Okay, okay, just, here, take this napkin, it's... uh, That kid makes me look civilized. (laughs) (laughs) Would you wipe your mouth, and then I'll I'll tell you... Manners, manners, manners. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, Finnegan, on the day that we met, it was also the day that Soren and I met, Mr. Soren, excuse me, and... The circumstances of our meeting were rather peculiar, to say the least. It would appear that, uh, and Madame L is glancing at Soren and, and looking up and is not trying to make eye contact uh, with mm-hmm. people, which is unusual for her. Mm-hmm. It seems that Mr. Soren had been, how would you say, forced into signing a contract that he would um, spy on me. Spy on you? It's not really spying if you tell them you're doing it, but... Well, fortunately for us, the contract was strangely unspecific. Yeah, that's weird. Normally they're so specific, it's almost like whoever was writing it didn't think it all the way through at first. (laughs) (laughs) 
but sorry, I'm just here for color commentary. Who who would want to spy on you? That's a very good question, isn't it? Apparently, um, one of the darknesses. Whoa, that's like, that's intense. Yes, and Mr. Soren is physically unable to speak on these matters, or else he would uh, probably die. Whoa. My soul would be forfeit. Forfeit soul. So I wouldn't even have the privilege of dying. Oh. Yeah, where did you sign that one, Zorn? Seems like a big L to take there. Yeah, why would you do that? At the time, I judged that it would perhaps be better to to allow this to occur rather than simply sending Mr. Soren away because, well, who knows what would happen in that case. And at least Mr. Soren is a, how do I say, a predictable person. And I'd rather deal with somebody who is predictable. Yep, like Quarkork has to pee every 30 minutes. Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave my sleep Leave oil alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. It's okay. Later in this episode or the next one, depending on when we get to it, he'll get some recompense. You can bully me later. So when the situation with the guards arose, we had this looming over us, and that is the reason that we found it necessary to expedite our exodus from Helveteer. But you still didn't answer why is why is one of the darknesses spying on you? You would have to do something pretty bad for that. I mean for for one of them themselves to do it and not make someone else do it. Like what you do? Well, devils if I know, Finnegan. You really don't know? I mean, I... Insight check from Finny. <laughs> Can I make one, too? Sure. I got... Nope. An eight. I got a four. Nope. The reason why I didn't have you roll, by the way, uh, Madam L, is I think that just... Even if you rolled a one plus your base deception, you'd still beat both of them, so... You all know how I went about life in Helveteer. I offered my services to the uh, the wealthy clientele, and I assuaged their fears of the afterlife, and while perhaps that got me some enemies, I imagine. Hmm. Oh, so you're a cleric, then. That's what clerics used to do back in my day. Of, of a sort, I, I could be. <laughs> uh, but more so... Uh, She's kind of a liar. Well, I would have... Oh, a huckster. Yeah, we had those back in my time, too. And to be perfectly honest, I've been considering getting out of the business. The last time we did that sans and poor Petrov came forth, I... Well, I must say it's just not the same as it used to be. Is it not fun anymore? Well, it's... You could say that, yes. Oh, I am so angry. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Not me, not me in real life. Soren in fake life is so mad at it. Well, I guess. Thank you for telling the truth. Because I don't think friends should lie. And that 
that's what we all are here. <laughs> We're all friends. Oh, Wallace and Thaddeus shake their heads emphatically no and look at each other. I flick both of them on the on the noggin and say, yes, we're all friends. And they uh, look away from you ashamed. <laughs> Madame Owl sees Mr. Soren seething and says, you see, Mr. Soren, that wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. I think Madame Owl will rip off a piece of this boar and begin to eat. Yeah, it tastes pretty all right. There's some salt on it. Like, you guys had some seasonings. It's boar. It's better than burn-ups, at least. Yeah, it doesn't stare... Well, okay, it does stare at you as you eat it, because the head's still on, but... As Soren is seething, Groon pulls out a small pipe and a little satchel of tobacco and stuffs his pipe and then grabs a twig from the fire and lights it. I'm honestly not sure why none of you will believe me when I tell you how dangerous Meftil is. I know um, that I'm not particularly brave and I'm not particularly heroic, but why would I lie about it? And since no one seems to be taking me at my word, I guess I have to give you a reason. You guys see that? He stopped sweating. I think he's telling the truth here. Oh my god. So dry. So dry. The driest he's ever been. <laughs> the driest he's ever been. <laughs> Look at that. It's just wicking right off him. <laughs> like I'm some sort of sports authority outfit <laughs> or something. Well, I would prefer not to go into all of the details. Meftil, or High Arcanist Meftil, as he was at the time, gave me something. A present? Of sorts. But then he died. I thought that would be the end of it. Um, but now he wants it back. And I can't let him have it. Yeah, that's really rude. Yeah, you don't just take gifts away from people after you give yeah, them to that, them. Yeah, that's real rude. Wait, wait, so he died and then came back, so is he like a strigoi or something? I have no idea. Madame Al's just across the campfire, kind of like stern face staring at you now. I I I don't know, Groon. Um by all accounts he should not be alive. The state his body was in, he was beyond help. I'd say he's something higher, maybe a, a white or a revenant or some sort of strigoi. I don't know what any of those words mean. I just read about zombies in the local newspaper comic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that little bit of world building for Helveteer. I'm glad <laughs> to know welcome. they have a zombie comic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like perhaps it is propaganda against the Thraxil and their undead hordes. Oh, it absolutely was. <laughs> you get the children reading it, and, uh, well, you know how it goes. Seems like for your weird little kids that maybe like an artist like Joan and Vasquez, that perhaps they would end up coming to the Thraxil side, but I don't know for certain. Who is that? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys! <laughs> I don't think Finny can understand. You know what I mean? Like, 
It's so weird because, like, Finny, like, is surrounded by death constantly. Mm -hmm. And, like, his family is dead animals. Mm -hmm. So, like, the idea to him of someone coming back to life isn't that scary? Yeah, that's not really, like, the scary part. The scary part is that he's still around and kicking and wants it back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I I don't think Finny can understand that either because, like, Finny just is too trusting. <laughs> and Madame L is frustrated. Is, Madame L feels torn because on one hand, she feels validated that she knew something was going on and why you wanted to leave the circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she feels validated and right and glad that her perception is is, is good. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she's also very irritated uh, in general. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I don't, but I don't think she's would comment on it because it's. I mean, what can you say, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. maybe. Uh, so, uh, how about we look through all of the goodies that we got from JJ Geronimus? Uh, yes, anything else? Um, uh, certainly. Treasure, treasure, treasure! Uh, I'll get out the chest with all the stuff in it. Um, get it out of the back of the wagon and and plunk it down. Finny, Finny pulls out the staff from behind his back. I still have no idea what this is, but I like it. Uh, Finny would be attuned to it by this point. Yeah. <gasps> would I? Yes, but I guess if you don't know what it can do, then you won't know anything about it. Well, why don't you give it a spin, Finnegan? Okay. It should be safe. Okay, if if you guys say so. Um, so Finny's gonna get up mm-hmm. and then walk a little bit, a little bit away, you know, mm-hmm. a safe distance away, and give it a go. Okay, why don't you, let's say, give me an Arcana check. Oh to no! To see if you can innately figure out how to activate this. It was a two. I have no plus. Okay. It's z- plus zero. I think you point it at the bush and try and will something to happen and the staff just vibrates a bit and lets out a very light chiming noise and then nothing happens. I think this thing's broken. It might not be broken. Maybe we just don't know how to... Then he waves it around. Come on! Work! 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 Maybe in, in, uh, in time, uh... Its properties will reveal themselves uh, anyway. Finny sadly sulks back to his seat. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we want to look at next? We got a brass button rod. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Whatever that is. <laughs> um, is it... So are we all, like, kind of sitting around the fire, like, examining everything together? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I, like, reach over and pick up the... Um, rod with the brass buttons on the end of it, and I guess turn it over in my hands and um, try to get a try to get a vibe for it. Uh, give me a detect magic if you want, or yeah. you can just experiment with it. Okay. Um, I thought it was just I was just gonna roll an arcana. Oh, you can do that too. Ten on the that's a ten, right? Yeah, ten on the dice plus five, fifteen. You have definitely seen these before. They're not like. They're quite common magic items. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen them advertised in various places, including Gustav's various shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the adventurer's friend, 
Hmm. It is a pole of collapsing. Oh, so it's just like a 10-foot pole that collapses? Down to a one-foot rod. Oh, uh, I, I've seen these before. Um, Gustav had some on offer. Uh, uh, take a look. Um, and I'm assuming it's collapsed, right? That is correct. It's currently in the one-foot rod stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I push the button. And it extends out the other end to a full ten feet. Wow! <clears throat> a very, uh, these are very, uh, useful. Hey, whoa! Watch where you're swinging that thing. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, Grun. Um, anyway, uh, a lot more, uh, portable. Uh, generally fairly useful. Um, uh, I put it, put it, put it away. <laughs> okay. You, uh, push the button again, and it collapses back towards the button you push, down to a one-foot rod. Brilliant. Madame L has a propensity for cloth and fabric, so I think mm-hmm. she's going to examine the... Uh, how did you describe the piece of cloth? A sort of shimmery cloth that was folded up. When you unfold it, it is clearly a cloak of some sort. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Madame L wants to... I don't, I don't know if she'd arcana check or just put it on. I guess she'll arcana check to see if it's, like... Yeah, what if it's cursed? Like, cursed or malevolent <laughs> in some way. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and do that arcana check. That is a 19 plus 3. It is not cursed. Woohoo! Not cursed! Well, she'll, she'll kind of, for us. of stand up and loosen it up in a uh, flourish and, and put it mm-hmm. on and see what happens. What color is it? Mm-hmm. It is a sort of dark gray. Like I said, wow. it sort of... Uh, shimmers in an almost iridescent way in the light and whenever you put it on and pull the hood up you immediately blend in with your surroundings and you are immediately much harder to see hmm whoa mechanically what this means is that uh perception checks to see you have disadvantage and stealth checks you make have advantage hmm madam you like look weird no uh, yes um I'm, like, going to stand up and kind of, like, you you know when, like, you're not really sure what you're looking at and, like, Mm -hmm. so, like, you kind of, like, lean back slightly and then, like, turn your head a little bit and then look. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is uh, very peculiar, but... Uh, Mind you, Madame L is not invisible. There's still a clear outline. Yeah. But it seems to blend in with the uh, background. Oh, very cool. Mm. Think of it like uh, the camouflage that the Predator has, <laughs> where there's a shimmery outline. <laughs> you guys probably haven't seen Predator, have you? No. Nope. <laughs> I think I've seen it a long time ago. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Like the active camouflage from the Halo franchise. That is correct. Like the active Whoa. camouflage from the Halo franchise. <laughs> Halo Infinite, now on sale. <laughs> no, they're not paying us. Uh, Madame Mouse says, well, it, blending in isn't usually my style, but perhaps this would come in handy. All right, cool. Can I, um, I want to, since I'm stuck with the more, not stuck with, but since I've been investigating the more mediocre stuff, um, I'm going to reach into the, the chest that everything was in and pull out mm-hmm. that coil of black rope and give that a, give that a gander. Okay, hey, what's your base investigation? Or just your passive? It'd be 10 plus your investigation. 18. 
Oh, yeah. You notice that there is a small divot on the right-hand side of the bottom of this chest that oh. looks a lot like a false bottom. Okay. Um, You've never looked in the chest until now. So. No, I haven't. Oh, uh, that's very interesting. Um, I, I take all the other stuff out of the chest and kind of set it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I set the chest down um, like five feet away, or like ten feet away from me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I didn't think this would come in handy so soon, but um, everyone stay back. There's a um, there's a false bottom um, in this chest. <laughs> <laughs> he said bottom. <laughs> bottom. <clears throat> in this chest, um, and knowing JJ, I'm not certain it isn't trapped. So, um, uh, like, I flip open the lid, and I'm going to uncollapse mm-hmm. the... Uh, adventurous companion, and just kind of poke at the false bottom to try to flip up, flip up the yeah. lid. You do that. You don't have to do anything particularly dexterous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as that lid pops and starts to tilt towards the side you're pushing down with a pole, mm-hmm. uh, a bluish glow emanates from the bottom of the chest. Okay, can I take a gander at that, please? May mm-hmm. I call that <laughs> blue glowing, please? Madame Al would also... You would have to physically look down to the bottom. A blue glow is a blue glow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look, but I'm going to peek. Okay. Um, I got a 12 plus 5, 17 arcana. You see a, I would say, roughly palm-sized, a little smaller, raw sapphire that is glowing blue and seems to have a whitish swirl inside. Uh, 17 Arcana, you know this is clearly a magical gem. You're pretty sure it is specifically an elemental gem. Okay. Um. Uh, an elemental gem contains a elemental. Oh, no. That can be used to uh, cast the Conjure Elemental spell. Do they like being in there? <laughs> uh, your research never went that far. Okay. I would say the mentions you find of it don't mention really the um, temperament of the elementals after being conjured. What is that? It looks yummy. Don't put it in your mouth. I don't know what would happen. Um, (laughs) We can uh, potentially use it to call on an elemental. I don't know how they'll feel when we call them, but useful to have regardless. I'm going to pocket that. Do I know of what type of element? Uh, you know that because it is a sapphire, be an air elemental. Okay. We've still got a coil of black rope, a cracked wand, and a ring of keys. I can't decide if I want to look at the rope or the wand. I probably can't figure out the wand because it's broken. So I'm going to look. I'm going to take a look at the rope. I'm going to grab it and be like, ugh. Careful, Finny. Uh, Oh my god. I should never try to look at things. I got a three. This is just so pretty. You're pretty sure it's about 50 feet of black rope. Yeah. Nice. Hefty. It is certainly magical in some way. (laughs) While Finny's handling it, can I just be like, I'm just gonna look at that. Sure. Okay, 13 plus 5, 18. Uh, You have also... 
seen this right next to the pole of collapsing. It's a mm-hmm. rope of mending. Oh, okay. What's that do? Uh, a 50-foot coil of rope that can be cut into bits and then repaired with an action. Oh, cool. So essentially, if you need to use this for, I don't know, five lengths of 10-foot rope, you can cut it into five separate pieces, use them for whatever you need. Once you're done, untie it, and then mend them all back together. Oh, uh, this is another um, uh, neat one. Uh, uh, Finny, uh, do you still have your sickle, Finny? Yes. Uh, here, here, I'll, I'll show you. Um, uh, I'll cut it. What? Cut, cut the rope. It'll be fine. Just cut the rope. Okay. I, I take my sickle out and I chop it up. I probably go crazier than I need to. Like, yeah. I just go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to let you burn off some energy. <laughs> and, and I kind of push the pieces together, and I'm assuming they kind of, sh- like, the rope kind of whoops back together. Yeah, the uh, frayed ends sort of flay outward and then twist together and mm-hmm. re-knit, and when you run your hand over the section, it's like it was never cut. Mm-hmm. See? Uh, uh, good as new. Wow, that's cool. I think so, too. So it's just the wand, then? Yep. And the ring of keys, but I can tell you right now, the ring of keys is not magical. It is simply a ring of keys. Um, I think Madame Elle would see the broken wand and let Soren have it because she knows he needs this. Yeah. Because, like, here's the thing. I don't know if I've really played this up, but I think Soren likes, like, just sort of the simple task of looking at stuff and uh-huh. <laughs> figuring out what it does. <laughs> okay, um, what have we here? Um, I'm going to pick up the wand, like, hold it, um, put one finger on each end and kind of just observe it, maybe spin it mm-hmm. a little bit, see if there's any markings on it. And roll my arcana. Okay, got a 12 plus 5, 17 arcana. Uh, once again, you know what this is, uh, because it is a more common wand that was usually passed out to higher-ranking magical officers in the Nithraxal military. Mm-hmm. It is a wand of magic missiles. Uh, the difference here is that this oaken wand has cracks along it that are sort of leaking the internal energy. So, basically how the wand works is, as per usual, you use it to cast magic missiles. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has seven charges. Okay. Uh, You can use an action to expend one or more of its charges to cast magic missile. The spell slot level increases by each charge you expend. Okay. And it regains 1d6 plus one expended charges daily at dawn. Also, I need to know if you ever roll a one whenever you're using it. Oh, sorry. Uh, I should also clarify. If you expend the last charge, roll 1d20. Oh, okay. Um, is there anything itself like unusual about the chest itself? Or does it just have a false bottom? It's just a chest with a false bottom. Okay, cool. I assume you slap that back up into your wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you guys, I don't know, had some sort of contraband that you wanted to hide at some point. Mm-hmm. Like guns. Yeah, like stolen guns. I do still have a pistol. Actually, I'll probably put that in the bottom of the chest. Okay, but yeah, you guys discussed, you looked through your magic items, um, you had some deliscious boar, uh, that's mm-hmm. how that word is pronounced, trust me. Grun has offered to take the first watch for the evening. So yeah, as you guys are 
laying down to sleep, uh, Grun sits down by the fire and pulls out a long uh, flute that seems to be curved bone. And just mm-hmm. starts playing a quiet wow, little somber beautiful. tune. So beautiful. Wow, Grun, I didn't know you were so talented. Yep. A man of <laughs> many words. <laughs> and he goes back to playing. He's he's rendering uh, this scene very beautiful for Soren to lay flat on his back and stare vacantly into the sky. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Finny curls up with Wallace and Thaddeus and gets right to sleep. Covers himself in some leaves. It rips up some grass from the ground. It's very comfortable. Madame L would be fiddling around in the cart and making a, a little bed. Mm-hmm. Finnegan, do you... We have plenty of blankets. Do you want a blanket? Um, no. This is very comfortable. Okay, suit yourself. Wallace and Thaddeus decide... Well, I don't think Wallace sleeps. Does Wallace have to sleep? Uh, he I don't pretend, think Wallace He has pretends to sleep. Okay. He likes to pretend. But yeah, they go ahead and set themselves on either side of your head uh, and sort of glare at each other across your throat and then (laughs) curl up. (laughs) They need some therapy. Mm -hmm. Don't we all? Wow. So, Madame L, as you're sort of drifting off to sleep, you see something sort of glowing on the outside of the cover of the wagon. And it sort of drifts off towards the trees, towards the front of the wagon, which is open. And as your eyelids flutter closed, you kind of wonder what it is. But you drift off for a minute, and then you hear something crack in the forest, and your eyes snap back open. And whatever it was that is glowing, you can now see is a small floating orb that is at the front of the wagon. And it bobs towards you a little bit, and then zips off towards the woods, and then bobs back towards you. And why don't you go ahead and give me a perception check, please? Heck. Welcome back to the end of the episode. Welcome. (laughs) Now, as promised, we are going to give a shout out to our patrons. You mean do a dark ritual. Oh, excuse me. As promised, we are going to elevate the names of our patrons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Elevate them. Mm Mm-hmm. Or perhaps lower them into Mm -hmm. the darkest depths Mm -hmm. where they can learn our hidden Mm -hmm. knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very correct. So a shout out to Michael H., Elise W., Devin L., Carol W., and Angie T. Woo! For your contributions to our Patreon. I will, as always, astral project to you to give you a donut 
in your dream. We very much appreciate the support of all of our acolytes. And we hope to get you more bonus content soon. We have some campfire episodes we are working on, or mm-hmm. one campfire episode, and a continuation of our uh, All Goblins campaign that we will try to get to you as soon as possible. You gotta love those goofy little goobers. You can get to our Patreon if you're interested in supporting us by going to bit.ly slash allnecromancers. And as always, if you like our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever the heck you're listening, if that's an option. It really does help us out tremendously. Well, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.